All right, let me tell you about the home title lock. This is something I think is really, really important. I have it on my home. Uh, because of who I am and the death threats that we have in our family and everything else, I've taken extra measures to protect my home. The extra measures that I spent tens of thousands of dollars on actually has made it easier for somebody to steal my home. I found this out from an FBI agent. Mm. I've hired Home Title Lock to stand guard. For tens of thousands of dollars, right? It was, no, what, no. How much did it cost? It's, it's sh- mm. Shockingly Shockingly not. less. Yeah, yes. pennies a day, actually. They'll yeah. put this virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage, and if anyone's going to try to get uh, access to your cash, your equity, they, should, they can help shut it down. You need to do it for your parents. You yeah. really do. They're yeah. the biggest targets. Get your free title scan and report. See if your home's already been compromised at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Hello, America. Welcome. So glad that you are here today. I uh, we, we have a couple of things we want to t- cover. First of all, the State of the Union speech. I love Nancy Pelosi's idea. Please, Mr. President, do this. Um, also, the Women's March and feminism. And a very frank conversation with you on feminism. And I need women on the phone who are willing to be very frank. We're not going to use any names. Um, and tell us, just answer eight different questions for us. We'll get into that as we begin the show right now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, we begin the show in one minute. I want to tell you about LifeLock. Stolen identity can be an absolute nightmare. These are the things that destroy your credit, and then you can never get around it. And you, I mean, it's it's awful. You're not an expert in this on just even watching out for all these things. But when something happens, you then have to take your whole day, day after day, week after week, trying to get all of the bad stuff removed from your credit history. It's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. And what, trying to unwind it, if you get in the, into this, is, is a total disaster. You have to really stop it before it starts, unless you want, unless you want this to be your career. Unless, yep. you want the next, unless you want the school to study to fight against uh, identity fraud. Or if you've already hired the team to protect you from it, if, God forbid, somebody gets beyond that team, they have in-country specialists that this is all they do. And they know how to unravel it for you. It's still a pain in the butt, but it is better than anything else out there. And it's certainly better than doing it by yourself. It is LifeLock. They detect a wide range of identity thefts. They, nobody, can, you know, nobody can stop all identity theft or monitor all transactions and uh, you know, protect everything from you. But these are the best in the business. It's LifeLock. Get 10% off your first year right now if you use the promo code back at 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Promo code back, save 10%. LifeLock.com. Let's begin the show. You know, I, um, there's one tradition that I just love, and that is when we all gather around the old set and we watch the State of the Union. Oh. Oh, the fun times and fun memories that brings back every year. I hate that. It's one of the worst things ever. We, it's, a, it's nothing but a really lousy show. It's state-run television. That's what that is. 
That's what it feels like. It is. It is. And you know, it's like, you know, it's it's uh, like, a, you know, America's Got Talent or something like that, where you know the outcome. You know, these judges are going to hate it and these judges are going to love it. Every time. It's a giant show, and I feel like it's completely inconsistent with the, the, the foundations of our country. Like, we don't revere leaders like this. We don't, we don't, it's not pomp and circumstance here. And, like, I, this is the perfect time for Trump to just say, you know what? You're right. It's back to a letter. I love that. I would That's love what, for him to do look, that. Well, the Constitution says that pre- the president... I think it even says from time to time. Time to time. Or occasion. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's like, yeah, I think it is it's from time to time. It's not even supposed to be like every January no. you got to do this. It's from time to time. The president needs to inform the Congress, the State of the Union. It needs to say, hey, things kind of suck over here and are pretty good over there. Mm-hmm. It's always been a letter, I think, until either Wilson or FDR, of course. I think there was maybe one or two exceptions to that. It's an interesting history, actually. Um, but they it was never supposed to be it's it was never supposed to be look the uh, believe me it was never supposed to be like this it was no, supposed it was to be a, a basically an actual report of what the hell was going on in the country correct that's it and, and that's hey it. here's a couple ideas of how i think we could fix it right so it's turned into this giant show and now nancy pelosi as a punishment this is how out of touch they are as a punishment for shutting down the government says you know what Maybe we won't invite you to give a State of the Union. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Please. He doesn't need a State of the Union. The guy tweets, and all you do is talk about it for six weeks. Yeah. I mean, we, we got it. We got it. Oh, boo-hoo. Now, this, again, hurts us because we've done a lot of planning. We've got a really good State of the Union uh, broadcast with all hands on deck at the blaze. Eric Bowling is in Washington with all of the experts. We're going to be based here, checking in with all of the blaze staff. Yeah, but bad for us, good for the country. Yeah, I'm happy great for, for the country. Great for the country. Now, the other side of this, I'm, so, I'm. Can you hear it in my voice? I'm kind of excited that this might not happen. <laughs> you know that the president's not going to give up and give that boring speech every year that every president gives and we all hate and i've you've paid me you've paid me for 40 years for 40 years i have been paid to watch that damn speech i've watched all of them for 40 years i hate them (laughs) i hate them you're still paying me to watch it and it's like you, this year, you know what, Glenn? You may not have to watch it. Oh, please. Thank you. So, it's part of it's good for me. Part of it's bad for me. But great for America. People say we don't give Democrats credit when they have good ideas. This well, is one. here's one. Nancy. Yes. I love this what idea. What a wonderful idea, Nancy. This is their punishment. I love this. Okay, so if, if you decide to do it, Mr. President... Um, uh, he, 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 you should encourage them not to show up. Now, I don't know exactly how the Constitution works to where if the president says, I'm going to do it, you don't have to show up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my constitutional duty. I think it would be even more fun if they didn't show up. It's <laughs> doing it in an empty or that would be very it might the optics of that might feel a little weird like it, doing it just for the GOP. Yeah. Who do you think oh, wins? Yeah. Right. Yeah. For the GOP. They'd all who be do you think for wins? everything. Yeah. That would we're be great. showing up to do our <laughs> we're showing up 
to do our job. I just said the speech in the empty room is what I was picturing, but you're right. If the GOP shows up, they're going to be clapping for everything. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if, 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 Donald Trump, <laughs> if Donald Trump had Ronald Reagan's skill? No president has had Ronald Reagan's skill. But if Donald Trump had Ronald Reagan's skill in an empty chamber just to walk in and himself go, uh, uh, Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States. <laughs> and then they open up the doors and it's just him. And he's just walking down. He's got a lapel microphone and he just starts talking to the American people as he's walking down that aisle and just says, look, the government is closed because we can't do we can't do uh, we can't get our act together on the border. We can't do things that will protect you. So nobody showed up. But you know what? This is supposed to be a letter anyway to the to uh, to Congress. So I wrote them a letter. I don't know if they're ever going to read it because they don't really read stuff around here. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> but I just wanted to sit and talk to you for a minute. And then don't go behind that podium. Just sit in one of the chairs that they normally sit in. Just don't don't sit with the American flag or just kind of prop yourself up next to that podium and just say, so listen, I'm going to only keep you for five minutes. This is what has to happen. That would yeah. be Epic, And then the five minutes should be about term limits. All these people who didn't even bother to show up to do their jobs today, all of them should be out. Get them out of here. They can't sit here and we're not going to pay them for the next hundred years like they usually want. In fact, don't even talk about the border. Don't talk about (laughs) anything. Just say, look, I'm only going to keep here for five minutes. We can't get some common sense stuff down that you know. And, And honestly, your neighbors who are Democrats, they know it too. And they're sick of this. And I've seen the polling. There should be term limits. There's term limits on me, on the president, because nobody should have that much power for that long. These people, some of these people have been here since 1973. Now, Ted Cruz has put together a deal. And with your help, with your help, if I said this in front of them, you know, half the room would stand up and applaud. The other half would uh, would sit stoic. And if the last president would have proposed what I'm proposing, they would have switched sides. But you want to know one thing, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen because it's a restriction on them. So I'm just asking you, let's get this done. Yeah, and it's among the most popular thing that is in public opinion. Uh, I mean, it's something like 83% of people agree with term limits for Congress. Uh, It's 80. It is more popular among Republicans by a decent margin than the border wall is. That's how popular term limits are. And you're also getting in the mid-70s of Democrats who agree mm. with it. Talking about getting people who could, you know, and I think Cruz's is worded, I believe, three terms in Congress and two terms in the Senate. And then you're done. That's enough. That's You're there for, eight, that's already 18 years. Yeah. And you could still run for president afterwards. Yeah. And, so, it, and there's it plenty of opportunities. Long. I don't even think it should be that long. For that 18 years. I mean, he's, he, he's I think, being pragmatic here and saying, you know, yeah, if know, you make I it know, too I short, know. no one's going to vote for it. But still, 18 years is plenty of time for you to be in the government. You, I mean, it, your working life is from 20 to, say, eight, you know, you know 70. I, I'm sorry. Uh, you're talking about 20 to 60. This is you're a, talking about your, half your working life. This is one problem we do have with the Constitution, and that is the Constitution was not written for a Congress that was seated year-round. 
The Constitution was written for a Congress that showed up in the summer and did a couple months of work and then left. And went and did real jobs. And did real jobs. Yes. Okay? Um, They should not have the power over their own salary and over their own jobs. I mean, look, the president, you think the president would have ever said, yeah, you know what, term limits on me. Right. There needed to be someone who enforced it on on the outside. Right. Right. Why are we expecting these people? Who, Who would say, you know what? I know. I, I'm here and I'm doing a great job right now. And inside, you know, I'm really not doing a great job right now. Uh, but you say to your boss, I'm doing a great job right now. But you know what? In 10 years, you should fire me. No one would say that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time you bring up term limits, there's somebody who says, well, you know, they the problem is that lobbyists will be in control. Have you watched Washington lately? What do you think's happening now? These people are, have made 40-year relationships with lobbyists horrible, who are horrible, writing horrible, the bills horrible, horrible, for horrible, them. At horrible. least it would be new people they had to convince again. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Okay. Uh, we come back. I want to talk to you a little bit about the women's movement. we got a big uh, monologue on this today. We've worked a couple of weeks on the TV show for tonight to tell you really who these people are that are organizing the uh, uh, the women's movement. We're going to break for one minute, then right back into that. I need your help on this. But first, let me tell you, our commercial sponsor is X-Chair. XChairBeck.com. Stu, how do you like your chair? I love my X-Chair, Glenn. Difference between the last chair that we had, which is a pretty good chair, mm-hmm. uh, and this chair. Uh, it's immense. It's a very big difference, and we sit here for hours every day because it's not only this. It's meetings beforehand. It's meetings after, uh, and you spend a lot of time in a chair, which most people do if you work in an office or if you have a home office, and you're sitting there over and over and over again. At the end of the day, your back hurts. You're, you know, you're aching. You just want to stand up and do something different. You don't have that problem with the X chair. You're comfortable. Uh, I have a bad back, and sitting in a, an uncomfortable chair or even a nice car without really good back support, I'm just toast. This is a great supportive chair. Find out for yourself. Money back guarantee. It's X Chair. X Chair Beck. Letter X Chair Beck dot com. Or you can call 844 4X Chair. 844 4X Chair. You get $100 off. Plus, if you use the promo code Beck, you're going to get a free footrest as well. X Chair Beck dot com. Let's break for 10 seconds and right back into the show. Okay, so tonight we're doing a big deal on the Women's March and who this who's really behind the Women's March. And we've spent, we took uh, Kevin, one of our researchers and writers, and said, take a couple of weeks and really look at this. He came in this morning, he's like, we could do a, literally a week's worth of shows behind all of the people that are involved in this at the upper levels that are anti-Semitic and racist and just bad people. We're going to we've narrowed it down to uh, the four leaders, the people that who was it Time magazine or uh, I think it was Time magazine that said were the um, the people of the year. Um, Fortune magazine ranked three of the four that we're going to do today uh, as the world's greatest leaders just last year. We're going to show you why. Uh, Not so much. Not so much. This is not about being open being honest being uh loving to everybody making sure that we hold women up you know it's not it's not 
It's about racism and anti-Semitism. And we're going to show you the videotape tonight. It'll blow your mind. Uh, tonight at 5 o'clock, only on the Blaze TV. But Stu is reading an article uh, from, uh, from a woman who said, look, the feminist thing, the, the Me Too movement is dead unless we start looking at toxic femininity as well. And this is where we need you to participate. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are uh, a woman uh, and you are willing to... Not somebody who identifies as a woman today, please. Wow, that's hateful. I that know is, it wow, is. I can't you believe. actually have to be an in the pants woman. You got to have them lady parts. Right. If you got them lady parts, call us up 888-727-2325, 888-727-BECK. We have we have several questions for you, eight questions based on this survey. We're not going to give them to you in advance. We're not going to ask your name. We won't give any identifiers. We're going to just call you your caller number 12345 uh and we want you to be really honest and answer these questions that uh, this author says, until we actually address toxic femininity, we won't go. We won't get anywhere. Yeah, it's interesting. And by the way, you don't have to say that you've done any of the things we're asking about. It's someone that you have personal knowledge with, your circle of friends, someone who got to be somebody you actually know. Not like, oh yeah, I have a friend who yeah. told me a story. No, it's either you or someone you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's Megan Dom. She writes in Medium. Um, she asks these questions and posts them and then says, in a hypothetical gathering of every woman I've ever known or encountered, uh, I'm imagining a football stadium at decent capacity. I'm certain there is not a single one of these questions that if answered honestly, wouldn't send hands in the air, including my own. Mm. We all hear too much uh, about mo- toxic masculinity, the term that ref- uh, refers to the way traits like aggression and emotional repression are baked into male social norms. It also frequently shows up in online feminism as lazy shorthand for registering disapproval of just about anything men do at all. But when are we going to grant equal rights to women and admit that toxic femininity also exists and can be just as poisonous? We've established that men are socially uh, conditioned to think that women owe them sex. But what about the women that assume that men should be grateful for any sex they get? Throughout my life, I've heard countless men tell stories about going ahead with sex, even though they didn't really want to. Sometimes it was because they didn't want to hurt a woman's feelings, or other times it was because they feared being perceived as having a low sex drive. A remarkable number of men have told me about times when women approached them, often wordlessly, and initiated sexual encounters without the slightest provocation or questions asked. In some cases, probably a lot of cases, uh, the men were happy to oblige the women's desires. In other cases, though, they went through with the encounters because they didn't want to make an awkward situation even more awkward. These stories have been relayed to me in a tone that I can only describe as bafflement. The men are not complaining, but they're not boasting. If anything, they seem to be struggling to find the words to describe a not entirely welcome encounter that they felt that they had no right to regard with anything other than gratitude. Needless to say, if you imagined any of these situations with the genders reversed, you'd have the potential for a de- very different framing. She goes on and on to talk about this, and, and I, th- I find it amazing. I think the thing that gets lost in these ridiculous gender battles, and I think we saw an example of it the other day, too, with the radio show where the CNN um, uh, analyst uh, accused the black host of having white privilege uh, because he was conservative. And it's like, there's just this reflexive thing. Anytime a guy does something wrong, oh, it's toxic uh, masculinity. And instead of just realizing and and admitting something that we all know is that people are awful a lot, 
regardless of their gender, sometimes people are awful. We've all known awful people of our gender, and we've all known awful people of the other gender, and approximately 48 of the other 64 genders. We've all known people, including women, who have done really shady things. And you know where I hear it most from? Oh, women. Women are the people who always have examples of their friend that they don't really like, but and they they had to deal with their nonsense about how they did something to a boyfriend they shouldn't have, or they lied about this, or they treated, you know, they they did and we'll give you the examples here in a moment, but all sorts of things that that use their femininity to their advantage to try to take advantage of somebody else. Should we, should we just start asking some of these questions? We have some callers. Instead of taking them all at once, sure. maybe we take them one at a time. Uh, let, me go to, uh, let me go to person number five, please. Um, and we don't want you to identify yourself in any way because we, we want to make sure you can answer uh, honestly. Uh, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you. Good, thanks. How are you? All right, good. We're going to ask you, I think it's eight, well, eight it, questions. Should we... Because we only have about a minute here, and we have the eight questions. If we give them away, then I think we need to have the multiple people. You're thinking people that on. Whether people won't. Well, no, I just I think it's it's interesting to hear the initial reactions rather okay. than people right. preparing for the answers. Okay, so, all right. Hold so, on, one second, person yeah. number five, and welcome back. We're going to cu- we're going to come back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just think it would because I have a, I have questions on all of these because <laughs> you went through them and about a third of them I was like, no way, no way, anybody ever did that. No way, and that's anyway. a, you're just naive. and you're like you're <laughs> totally <a dope>. naive. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am just I am yeah. so clueless. And to be fair to Glenn, he didn't talk to a girl until about thirty two. Uh, so uh, true. That's uh, so very, very, <laughs> very true. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I'm completely in the dark on this one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited to hear what this audience will admit to, either on themselves or that they know of people, and it has to, again, it has to be firsthand yeah not an urban legend from your town no right like it needs to be oh i know this girl i went to school with her and everybody talked no 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 your friend that you've known for a long time admitted to you that this is what they did or that you did it that's why we don't want any identifiers on there we need you to be completely honest and about a third of these i've got questions (laughs) I've got questions. (laughs) We'll go to that when we come back in just a minute on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. Let me tell you about LifeLock, our sponsor for this half hour. We thank them so much for being a sponsor. LifeLock uh, is the uh, they're the people that stand guard over your information they stand guard over your social security number and and your identity and your bank accounts and your credit cards. If somebody is is opening up, I've had somebody open up insurance under my name. Somebody who's tried to uh, several people have tried to take a credit card out under my name. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I, I tried to explain he's a friend. He wouldn't do anything <laughs> nefarious like that. And LifeLock has alerted me and they've they got it. We got it. Don't worry about it. Just wanted to check. LifeLock.com. You need somebody watching over you. Nobody can stop all bad things from happening, but they're the best in the business. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. 
Big day today, the debut of the season of Louder with Crowder with Stephen Crowder on blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck and save some money. The toxic femininity problem in America. Is it actually an issue? By the way, if you're hearing hammering and saws, it's actually four stories above me. Uh, we've had to uh, replace the roof of our studio complex. And it's it, this a massive complex. It's going to take us about 90 days. And, uh, uh, and so you will hear things in the background. Unfortunately, I apologize for this. It's not Jeffy having a moment. Yeah, a- I know. Last night we were doing uh, one of the shows and it sounded like we had piled a bunch of you know, lactose intolerant elephants up on the roof. Uh, but anyway, um, toxic femininity. There is a uh, there is an article on Medium that talks about from a woman who says, if I got a, a group of my friends together and they they all talked about uh, the truth, they would all answer yes to most, if not all of these questions. I find this hard to believe, but we have now we have 12 people on the phone. They're from the ages of 35 to 70. It may be different below 35, but we'll see. Um, This group is 35 to 70 years old, 12 different people. Can we conference call all of them together? Do we have the technology? Do we have the technology? I'm not sure. Now, here's Never the thing. Tempted this in the studio. As we put okay. as we put all of them together, ladies, please do not identify yourself in any way other than your number. Uh, and uh, because some of the questions get a little dicey, and we just want to make sure that nobody is revealing anything that everybody else goes what. <laughs> uh, so here we go. We're going to start from number one to number twelve. Don't identify yourself in any way, but we just want an on- honest answer on these questions. Here's question number one: Have you ever behaved badly and blamed it on your period? Uh, number one, or you or somebody that you know? No. No, number two. Mm. Number two, no. are you there? Yes, the answer is no. The answer is no. Number three. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. No. I was going to remind you you're under oath, yeah, ladies, number, okay? Number four. <laughs> no. Uh, number five. No. Now, remember, we're saying anyone you've ever known. Yeah, anyone you have oh, personal. Okay, yes. Okay. Maybe we should. Okay, so wait, let's do this again. You or someone you personally know, not and they got to be a friend. Yeah. So let's just start at the beginning again. You have ever ever done something and blamed it on your period. You or someone who is firsthand knowledge, very close. Yes or no? Number one. Don't listen to the radio, please. Listen to the the, the phone. Number one. Number two. Yes. Yes. Number three. Absolutely. Number four. Yes. Number five. Yes. Number six. No. Number seven. Yes. Number eight. Yes. Nine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ten. (laughs) Number ten. Definitely. Definitely. Number eleven. Yes. Okay. So nine of 11 on that one. Nine of 11. Here's question number two. Have you or anyone you have personal knowledge of in your circle of friends 
ever acted helpless in the face of an unpleasant, if not physically demanding task, like dealing with a wild animal that's gotten inside the house? Number one. Number one says, I think, no. I'm I'm losing number one. Number two. Yes. Three. You bet. I'm in love with three. (laughs) Uh, Number four. Number four. Oh, that's me. I'm sorry, that's me. Yes. Um, not me, but somebody else. Yes. Okay. Number five. Yes. Yes, for sure. Number six. Yes. Seven. Yes. Eight. Absolutely. Nine. Not me, but somebody else. Ten. Damn, going to stress here. Uh, <laughs> number eleven. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, We are talking to 11 women aged 35 to 70, asking them questions about toxic femininity. Mm. Question three. Okay. They're going to get a little bit, a little bit harder here. A little dicey. Um, Have you, uh, have you, you or anyone in your circle of friends coerced a man into sex, even though he didn't really seem to want it? Mm. Number one. I think we've lost number one. I think we've lost number one. Number two. No way. Number three. Probably have made a sport out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. No. Five. Never. Six. No. Seven. Not that I recall. (laughs) Number eight. No way. Nine. Not yet, but I'm newly single, so I'm on a bubble on this one for a few months down the road. <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> number 10. Yes. The, yes, number 11. All my men wanted it. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, again, uh, well, you can blame this on your awful friends. It's yes. totally fine. Yeah, you don't uh, have to admit to it yourself. Right. That's uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, have you or anyone in your circle of friends over your life? Uh, thought you were at liberty to do some sort of uh, coercing because men always wanted and should feel lucky anytime they get it. No. That's number one? I get it. Yes. Number two? Yes. Number three? Come no. on, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, hands down. <laughs> you know, I've got to. We have to have another conversation with number three. We, we need point. to set up a podcast yeah. with number three. <laughs> right. Number four. I don't understand the question. Could you? Yes. Go ahead. Re- so uh, the uh, if you now a lot of this goes back to the coercing. If you don't know anyone who's ever coerced someone uh, or you know plot, you kind of prodded them into sex, even though you weren't sure they were necessarily that much into it. Did you justify that as uh, you know men always want it and they should be lucky any time that they get it? Yes. Okay, number five. No. Six. Yes. Seven. Yes. Eight. Seven and four. Seven and three should never get together. Uh, (laughs) They'd be driving off a cliff at the end of that movie. (laughs) Eight. No. (laughs) Nine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you, you are an instigator as well. Uh, number ten. No, not so much. Okay, and number eleven. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. Wow. Okay, I, right. that was one of those that I thought. 
No, no, I mean, I can't. I mean, I could see occasionally. What was the score on that? What was so the, six out of the 11 said yes to that. Six out of the 11. Um, okay. Uh, next up, have you or you can absolutely blame someone else in your circle of friends. Uh, if you've ever uh, threatened to harm yourself if a, bra- uh, a man breaks up with you or doesn't want to see you anymore. Do you no. remember this from high school or college? <laughs> you or someone else. <laughs> Number one. No way. Number two. Oh, at the ripe age of 15, yes. Mm. Number three. Not a chance. Number four. No. Five. No, never. Six. That was- I just did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> number seven. No. Eight. No way. Nine. Hell no, but I've had it done to me. Ten. Okay. By a woman or by a man? By a man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number, uh, I did ten. Eleven. No, no man's that important. Hmm. Good for you. you actually skipped ten. Oh, oh. Did I skipped ten. Number ten. I've known a couple of people, yes. Yeah, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see what that. happened to 12? Oh, do we have 12? Have you 11. said you did. Oh, well, we only have 11. I'm looking up, and I thought we had 12, but we only have 11. Okay, next one. Now, these are going to get, uh, they, can, they can be, these can be harsh. Again, think about back in your life, the friends that you've had, maybe made questionable choices. I know we've all had these friends, but this is, we're going to get a little tough here. Um, any of these people that you've known in your life been physically abusive with a male partner, knowing you'd be unlikely to face any legal consequences? Wow. Oh, never. Okay, there's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. No. Three. Uh, yes. Hmm. You, uh, well, I won't no, ask. No, no. <laughs> That's not, you're, you're not your role here is to I ask. Know, I know, I know. Us. Number four. <clears throat> no. Five. No, never. Six. Does pushing him down the stairs count? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Six. Oh. Uh, seven. I do know one person, yes. Hmm. Uh, eight. I know one person who saw the evidence after it was over, yes. Hmm. Nine. Does it count if you've been drinking? Yes, <laughs> yes it does. <laughs> oh. Yes, said yes. the judge. Yes. <laughs> uh, number, uh, that was number nine? Nine. Number ten. Number nine. What did you say, number 10? I know we're anonymous, but it was not me, but I do know someone. Mm. Okay. Number 11. Yes. Wow. Wow. That was, wow. High, that was higher that than I expected. Was on that a lot one. higher than I expected. Uh, okay. Two more, guys. Uh, and you're doing a great job uh, blaming all your friends for everything. <laughs> uh, no, uh, okay. Have you or anyone in your circle of friends uh, lied about being on birth control or fra- faked a pregnancy scare to see how a man would respond? Absolutely not. Okay, number two. Absolutely not. Three. Never. Four. No. Five. Yes. Okay, six. Nobody has friends because I, I... This is what I feel I, is common. <laughs> yeah, I know somebody who's done this. I would have said this one was 15 out of 11. Yeah, me too. Uh, where are we at? Number six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a friend that did that one. Yeah. Uh, number seven? No. Eight? No way. Nine. Good Lord, no. Ten. Quite a few, actually. Eleven. Yes. Hmm. I I I thought that would be a lot higher. Yeah, this is so common. It it even happened on the documentary The Office. uh, Yes, it wasn't a documentary. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, uh, (laughs) okay, this is again you or your circle of friends. 
has any of have every of them ever manipulated a divorce or a child custody dispute in your favor or in their favor uh, by falsely insinuating that a man had been abusive to you or your child? Again, your circle of friends would count in this as well. After forty-one years, no way. You have good wow. friends. Uh, number two. No. Three. Not for me, and truly not for anybody I know. Hmm. Four. I say no, but I bet the liberals will answer these questions much differently than us. Uh, yeah. Uh, you <laughs> know, yeah, I, interesting I, was, point. Yeah. I, was, I was just thinking that I think with a younger group, it may be different with those under mm-hmm. 35. Uh, and also, I think, with, uh, with a, a group of different you know, set of values. Uh, okay, so what number we were at? Number five, I think. Yeah, number five. Uh, yes, but it was reversed. It was a man who was doing it to the woman. Okay, okay that, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, number six. No, no, no. Uh, number seven. No. Eight. No, and if they did, they would no longer be my friend. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, Nine. I yeah. I echo her sentiments exactly. So no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you, dear. Ten. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. Ditto. Uh, and eleven. Yes. Sadly. So oh. can can I ask just eleven the, was yes. Yes. Sadly, okay. she said. Mm, um, wow. Can I ask? Um, do you believe that toxic femininity exists, ladies? You can just yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. All right, all right, all right, ladies. It was a yes or no question. Wait, 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 this isn't wait, a party wait. line. Please define for me what is toxic femininity. I think the, the, I think the, things, the things that they're saying about toxic masculinity, that there are guys that are jerks and will use, they're self-centered. They'll do whatever they want to get what they want. I think that is not a male problem. It's, it's like not. racism. It's a human problem. Yes, right. I agree. Absolutely. Over the age of forty, plan. Full sentences will not work in this format. We got to break, but thank uh, you. That was great, ladies. Hang on the phone. I want to send each of you. Give the producer your name. I want to send each of you an autographed uh, copy of my new book. Uh, but thank you for being on. So stand by. That was very interesting. That very interesting to hear that. Fascinating. Fascinating. And to the author's credit, Megan Dom's credit, every, we got a yes at least for every single one of them, and some of them unanimously yes. When we come back, we'll run down those uh, yes or no. We'll give the scores, final score on each of them. All right. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Relief Factor has helped me live my life uh, in the last year. Um, look, I, I know constant pain. I know uh, pain that just just does not go away. And I am, you know, um, there's somebody who, um, it was uh, Eric Bowling, who is against opioids. I am not. When there, There's no reason for anybody to be in pain in today's world anymore. But everything comes with a price. I personally am not willing to pay the opioid price. I have, I'm an alcoholic, and I, I know me. Uh, and so I guard everything that I put into my body. And when I have to take, like, an opioid to kill pain, I, I guard, they're in a safe. I don't have them. My wife has to dispense. Um, I don't want to live that way. And I also can't live in pain. 
I tried Relief Factor a year ago. It worked. Try it for three weeks. It'll cost you $20 to try it. But I'm telling you, if it works for you, if it works for you like it does for me, that's the best $20 you'll ever spend. So Relief Factor, it's a it's about a dollar a day to take it. You take it three times a day. Relief Factor. Please try it and get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Okay, we just asked uh, We just asked 11 women, toxic femininity. Can you summarize quickly here in the minute we have? Yeah, the circle of friends as well. A 9 out of 11 had behaved badly and blamed it on their period. All 11 had said they had used their femininity to get out of a tough task. Uh, 2 out of 11 said they had coerced men into sex. 6 of the 11 said them or their friends had uh, done coercing because uh, men always want it. Three of the 11 said they had threatened to harm themselves if a man broke up with them. Six of 11 said they were abusive with a male partner, knowing they wouldn't get any wow. consequences. Four out of 11 said they were they had lied about being on birth control or faked a pregnancy scale. And one out of 11 said they had manipulated a divorce or child custody dispute in their favor by claiming abuse. Unbelievable. Also, I want to tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is um, it's Mercury Real Estate. Um uh, it's it's uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. Yeah, it's one of these things that uh, there are a lot of real estate referral services, but 99% of them are set up to just help realtors get clients. And this one is really set up the opposite way. I know you started this company, so I don't really have to tell you this, Glenn, but there's the idea of, hey, like, what if we can help the people trying to buy and sell houses so they can find the best agents rather than just making it some yeah, advertising? Because you don't really know when you're hiring an agent. You don't even know the questions to ask. One of them is, what's your marketing plan? Yeah. What's your marketing plan? I don't care about your face on a bus stop. What's your marketing plan for my house? So we found the best people that can sell your house. We have a thousand agents, over a thousand agents uh, nationwide. They can help you sell your house on time for the most amount of money. Call uh, and get in contact with us now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Just a few questions. Self-reflection when you ask what what's happened to us? What's happened to us? Are you even willing to ask yourself am I a patriot or a partisan? Do you politicize almost everything and almost every circumstance or are you offended when others try to do that? Are you articulate in what you've what you're actually for? Better then you are condemning what you think you're against. Is your excuse for constantly being betrayed by the Republicans that you helped elect uh, and, and it's that stupid party that gets into the way, not the person you helped to elect? There's a new book out called Truth Bombs. It's by Steve Dace. We begin with him in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So in about 30 minutes, we have uh, Justin Wheeler on. He is my econ guy, uh, and uh, he is he, he's going to give you the state of the union and the state of the economy here in a nutshell in, in, just a, in just a few minutes and give you a couple of things that you may not know about. For instance, did you know in the last four days, you know, we have the uh, bank bailouts. And uh, then we had uh, the um, the the Fed giving more money every month. We were doing about 80 
uh, $80 billion billion a month, $80 billion a month. Um, And that's the Fed just printing up money. We got up to about $7 trillion. I think we're now down to about $4 trillion that's still out there. Uh, Well, yeah, yes. China just did something in the last four days. Uh, They just pumped in $50 trillion into their economy in the last four days. They're in trouble. What does that mean? We'll tell you in a minute. I will tell you that everyone is devaluing their money. This is not going to last. It just it doesn't last. It's never in the history of the world ever worked. Uh, Now, maybe we've taken some genius pills, but I'm watching the people in the banks and I'm watching the people in Washington and people in China and Germany and England and everywhere else. And I don't see any evidence that they've taken genius pills. So what happens? Well, one of the things you need to know about is cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And we've asked uh, an investment advisor and one of the best guys on cryptocurrency out there is Tika Tawari. Um, He talks to the people who are actually the movers and shakers in this, and he can explain what cryptocurrency is, how it's used, what the future looks like, what blockchain is, how it's going to change lives. Not talking about investing, talking about understanding the future. Take the smart crypto course right now and understand the future. Smartcryptocourse.com or you can call 877-PBL-BECK, 877-PBL-BECK. It's smartcryptocourse.com. Boy, I tell you, it's been a big week here at the Blaze TV. Yesterday, uh, we announced Chad Prather is uh, joining the Blaze TV lineup, which is going to be great. It's called Humor Me. It's a new show. He's a musician and comedian. He sells out shows all across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't heard of Chad Prather, um, he's one of these new uh, stars that, you know, just kind of like, why is there a giant crowd of 20,000 people across the street? Uh, it's Chad Prather. Yeah, really uh, funny guy. Yeah, really funny. Really nice guy. Common mm-hmm. sense. He's kind of the Will Rogers of our side and of our time. Uh, and uh, and he's joining us. We announced that yesterday. And also, Matt Kibbe has a brand new uh, program. That's the libertarian bent of Blaze TV. That's just one of the libertarian bents. Uh, and we also have uh, Stephen Crowder returning for a brand new season today. And Steve Dace has put out a new book called Truth Bombs, which, uh, Steve, the reaction to Truth Bombs, do people want the truth? Yes and no. I I think where we're at now, um, you know, with, with Trump listening to conservative media and going back to his original pledge not to sign another continuing resolution, enforcing this confrontation, and watching how the Republican Party never wanted this confrontation yes. in mass whatsoever. Yes. yes, I think the timing of that is almost serendipitous to providential, because I think there's a new audience for the message of this book, Glenn, that probably wouldn't have existed even six months ago. Yeah, I think that... Um while there's lots of things that Donald Trump has done that we like, we never really got to the root of the problem that the Republican Party, they didn't want to 
They none of them wanted to get rid of Obamacare. None of them really wanted to do anything about the border. It's just a game that they continue to play with us over and over and over again. And they usually have no spine. But because Donald Trump listens to the people, I think um, he has stood strong on this and knew I'm toast if I don't. And I think it's opening up a whole new world. When I wrote this book, I, you know, I'm, I, I did it. I wanted to minimize Trump's role in this in this drama intentionally, because I don't I don't think the cake has changed. You know, I say this on my daily show on the blaze all the time. The cake is still the same. We just have this zany new frosting on top of it called Trump. Right. It's the same political cake that it's always been. Mm-hmm. And, and so I spend one chapter in the book. I go into all of my history with Trump, how he tried to woo me to support him early in his presidential run. And I did that on purpose because one of the major themes in this book is Trump is neither the problem nor the solution. He is the symptom. Frankenstein's monster doesn't create itself. If if Trump is everything his detractors claim he is, he can only be in the position he is in right now if the system is everything guys like you and I were saying it was before Trump ever came down that escalator. He exploited what the system has become to his own advantage. And he speaks for a base of people you know, for mo- most of his adult and, and public life, Trump has been one of the fair-haired set. And, and now he's watched as they've turned on him, the, the Jay-Zs, the LeBrons, the, the Snoop Dogs, the people that couldn't wait to get their picture taken with him before. Mm-hmm. The minute he put an R after his name and spoke directly to the values of Main Street America, and whether he did it because he believed it or political opportunism or a doesn't little matter. bit of both, it didn't matter. Once he provided a platform to Main Street America, suddenly all these people turned on him because it isn't about Trump. It's about the hatred for the base of everyday Americans that he represents. And, and the only in my 10 plus years of working full time in political activism on campaigns from president to school board, I've learned one truth uh, among many that stands above the rest. And that's this. The only political party in America that hates everyday Americans, conservatives, orthodox religious believers more than the Democrats are the Republicans. What makes you say that? Look at the way they behave. And and, in this book, I knew people were going to ask questions when I made statements like that. So there's 10 pages of footnotes in this book. There's over 140 footnotes in this book. Uh, to borrow a biblical phrase, so that no one is with, no one is without, uh, or no one has an excuse. Okay, so mm-hmm. the reality is, look at the way they behave. In fact, let's just go to the. I could point out primaries how they always come out harder after us than they do Democrats. But let's just look at what Mitt Romney did the day he arrived in Washington as a would-be senator before he was sworn in. So, so this is the guy that goes to work every day in the Senate, and 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 surrounding him are people who think it's a great idea and enlightened to take a pair of forceps, shove them up a woman's uterus, uh, essentially attach them to the skull of her child, penetrate it, smash it, so they then can uh, vacuum out uh, the, the baby's brains and the rest of its parts limb by limb. And, and now his, his concern uh, is, is Trump's... Be- he has nothing to say. All those problems that all those people represent, uh, he's silent. But now Trump's problems are the ones that he needs to address immediately in the pages of, of the Washington Post. Trump's moral problems are well documented. But the reality is Trump's moral problems right now aren't getting in the way of you and me earning a paycheck or living in a society that is mm-hmm. worthy of passing on to our children. People that want to suck the brains out of little babies, their lack of integrity and their moral problems, they're the ones getting in the way of that. And so here we see Mitt Romney in the last two weeks 
has gone harder after Donald Trump than he did the entire final six months of the general election campaign go after Barack Obama. And we have seen this pattern over and over again because Democrats inspire their base to get what they want, Glenn. Republicans conspire against their base to get what they want. The Republicans want to beat Democrats in elections just not for the same reasons we want to beat them. And in the end, if the choice is losing to Democrats or losing control of the Republican Party, they will choose losing to Democrats. And I'll make one final point on this. Look at the Never Trump thing that you and I were originally part of. So most the guys like you, me, Shapiro, Erickson, there was a group of us who were like, this guy's moral problems are way too high to gamble that he'll provide any conservative return on investment whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's not worth risking the capital. Well, what we're finding out now that Trump has actually moved more to the right than we ever thought as president, look at the Bill Crystals. Look at the people that populate CNN and MSNBC. And what you're going to find is with their, their complaints about Trump's boorish behavior were a camouflage, a cover. Most of our old never Trump movement were people that were actually never conservative. Hmm. I would agree with you um, on that wholeheartedly. And, you know, uh, because those people will not say anything good about him. If look, my concerns and I said this on the air, my concern was I don't think he's going to do any of these things because he's never shown a willingness to stand up to those kinds of things and stand up and fight for him. That's not who he's ever been. But he is listening. He is. I will tell you this. I think this president um, it, it might be the biggest servant president we have had in in the last 20 years, perhaps maybe George Bush. But I, what I mean is, and no, I can't even say George Bush listening, listening to the people who voted for him. I don't think he wanted to shut down the government. I don't think he wanted to do all of this. That wasn't his first instinct. But he saw the writing on the wall and he realized that's not that's what they put me in for. Okay, I'm going to stand. And, you know, people are telling him every day you're losing your shirt. I don't think he is. I think he's actually I think he's actually winning because no one has ever stood with the people against the system. I agree with that. And, you know, I've said this before. Let me say it again. And since Reagan left the national stage and and Reagan left the national stage in January of 1989, I was not yet legal to get a driver's license. And I have a senior in high school oldest child right now. And so we're still talking about Reagan. And that's a a generation before even Al Gore invented the Internet to tell you. And I, I bring that up to point out that what you and I are talking about is true, because I would argue since Reagan left the national stage for all his faults, and I don't hide from any of Trump's faults. I don't know what in the Sam Hill Rudy Giuliani was doing on CNN last night. I don't know what that was. Okay, I Uh, I don't know why he hired guys like Paul Manafort who were complete, uh, you know, Putin clowns. I don't know the answers to those questions, but here's what I do know. The only Republican in a leadership position in the last 25 years that has even been the slightest sensitive to sympathetic to the core concerns of the average Republican base voter is Donald Trump, not the two Bushes that were president, not McC- not Mitt Mc Romney, uh, the, the previous two presidential nominees, not McConnell, not McCarthy, not Scalise, not Paul. All we did with Paul Reiner and John Boehner, Glenn, we, we traded a chain smoker for a crossfitter, but we got everything else. 
Yep. Uh, so he's the only guy that cares what we think. For all, And this is why, if you're wondering, why are people so loyal to him? It, there is a political cult aspect to it, and all politicians have it, and I've talked about that too. But a lot of it is, as we just saw before Christmas, if Rush Limbaugh goes on the air and, tr- and, and cr- trashes Kevin McCarthy, he's not doing a dang thing. He did it to he did it to Donald Trump and dude and dude said you know what we're gonna have to reverse course here he's the only one who cares what we think Glenn he's the only one I I agree with you Steve I actually agree with you I I don't think Donald Trump is is the leader in the traditional sense but I don't think that necessarily that's what America wants anymore right now they want someone who will listen to them. Because I think the common sense of the average person is better than any leader that I have found. And uh, for all of his faults, he is listening to his his people and to America. And I, I think that with all of his faults, that's exactly what we may need at this time to be able to save the republic. Uh, more with uh, Steve Dace and Truth Bombs in just a second. First, we have uh, cleared out all the commercials uh, in this hour. We've we because those long the commercial breaks. We just wanted to stop for a minute at a time. Uh, so let me just stop for just a quick minute and then right back to Steve. Um, it is blinds.com. Blinds.com will help you with your window coverings, whether you want shades, shutters, drapes. Doesn't matter what what you need. They have you covered and they have your windows covered. And the the least expensive way to make the biggest impact and transform the look of your home is with window coverings. It is. Uh, we experienced this uh, with our home and you just put these in. We talked to blinds.com, went through a bunch of different options. They actually talked us out of the most expensive option. They're like, yeah, that one. I, I think this this next best one is going to actually give you better quality for less money. Uh, but and they were right. I mean, it, it totally changed the room. Uh, it's like my favorite room in the house now. Uh, and largely that's because of blinds.com blinds.com. Uh, they're the best and the uh, uh, and the I think the biggest uh, online window covering uh, location uh, for a reason, because they've been doing it since since Al Gore was saying it's the information superhighway. They've been online. Uh, they know how to get it right. They'll help you every step of the way. It's blinds.com slash Beck. Go there now. Blinds.com slash Beck. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Steve. Back with Steve Dace, and he's written the book, um, truth bomb let's go over uh i I think your book is really important because we have to prepare ourselves for 2020 and 2024 Mm -hmm. um and i think these parties are imploding but people Mm -hmm. will say i've and you cover this in your book you gotta vote for the the republican you know it's too hard for a third party and you take those things apart start with a third party the number one reason we don't have a third party, that, and there's other reasons. I didn't say it was the only one, but the number one reason we don't is there's just too much damn money to be made shilling and pimping the Republican Party. That's why. Uh, and that's just the reality. Careers get made. Um, uh, food gets put on the table. Uh, there are whole people that um, what's his it, is I'm thinking of uh, is it Manu Raj, Rajay, I believe is his name. He's essentially Mitch McConnell's stenographer. 
mean, he essentially walks into Mitch McConnell's office. He tells him what to write, what to say, what today's lead is from GOP Senate leadership. And that's a quote unquote story. And this goes on. And and we have too many conservative blogs that are essentially uh, facsimiles and stenographers for certain donor blocks of the Republican Party or factions of the GOP. And this is devolved into the click servative uh, you know, notion mm-hmm. that we've seen in the last few years. There's just too much money to be made in maintaining the status quo. And that's why, you know, one of the things I, one of the examples when I knew we were screwed is I was on the air every night in Louisville on my old syndicated show live. And I had Matt Bevin on my show all the time when he was trying to primary Mitch McConnell. And at that time I was doing a lot, I was doing a lot of interviews as kind of your token conservative on MSNBC panels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we would talk about this primary all the time. And I'm like, I think Bevin's going to win. I mean, everybody hates McConnell. Bevin's, you know, got his own money to spend. He's, he's well known. He's a great candidate and he's such a good candidate. He's the governor of Kentucky. Now we got to primary night. Several friends of mine worked on this campaign. So I knew what was going on on the inside. We get to primary night and you look at the turnout. Now, Kentucky's a state where I think twice in the last 20 years, the Democrat nominee for president didn't even get 40 percent of the vote statewide in a presidential election. It's a pretty red state. We get to primary night and more people voted in the Democratic Senate primary than voted in the Republican Senate primary that night, despite all the media attention, except, you know, where all the media attention was on CNN and MSNBC, which are based as and consume. You went, I went and I went and Googled Fox. I went to FoxNews.com. I Googled Matt Bevin, Mitch McConnell, got like no results. Rush never talked about it. It never shows up on the front page of Drudge. And so here we are with a vastly superior candidate to McConnell, not some local yokel who believes in chemtrails, a guy who's the freaking (laughs) governor of the state right now. Okay, and we couldn't turn out our voters because they didn't even know he existed, Glenn. And this is this is why we we can't ever beat these guys in these primaries. This is why whoever tells you, hey, we're going to launch a 10 year war to take back the Republican Party. You know, one of my good friends is one of the original donors of the GOP from the old Sharon statement. He's been he once told me, Steve, I've been fighting. For, you know, we've been fighting for taking over the Republican Party for 50 years. And I told him, brother, with all due respect, I don't want to do this for 50 years. And the country doesn't have 50 years. So the biggest problem we have is this. Corporate America has turned against us in the last generation. There aren't any more Lee Iacocas anymore who either supported our values or were willing to fund them because they understood that Democrats were terrible for their economic model. What's happened now is youth soccer economics have taken over Wall Street. Progressivism is in every boardroom. They're now funding all the cultural causes we're against. And they've decided, you know what, instead of fighting big government, we just buy it off and they make you buy our health insurance if we do that. Well, I will tell you this. Um, that started uh, because of Reagan in, uh, I think it was 1986 or 88, uh, with the Tides Foundation. That was their goal. They learned through Reagan We've got too many people in boardrooms that are conservative. We have too many people running companies that are conservative. We need to get people at the highest echelons of of corporate America and take over from from there. And they've done it and they did it effectively. Mm-hmm. And anytime you ever talk about it, it's a conspiracy theory, but it's well documented. That's what they set out to do. When you talk to Republicans about that, they want nothing to do with it. They're like, that, that won't work. And I'm not in it for that long. I'm just going to put my money behind this guy. The problem is, is that socialists and those who want to destroy this country think long term. We don't. Uh, if you want to think long term and uh, know the truth, 
know the truth about yourself, your argument, our side, the conservative movement. How do we win in 2020? How do we win in 2024? Uh, And how do we save the nation? The book is Truth Bombs by Steve Dace. Truth Bombs, Steve Dace. He'll tell you more about it after this program on the Blaze Radio and Television Network. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Well, we have a uh, uh, we have an epidemic of uh, people eating crappy foods in America, and I celebrate it. <laughs> epidemic seems bad when you put it that way. Uh, but yeah, a lot of food is maybe not that good for you. Uh, maybe you're not getting all your vegetables like your yeah. mommy told you to. It's because we a lot of the stuff we do, they, we say, oh, it's a superfood. And then we take, uh, you know, and we mark things superfood, but it's all supplements. It's not actually the food. It's a supplement and they call it superfoods. So uh, Field of Greens is an actual superfood. Now, I'm not going to I'm sorry, but I'm just not having kale. I'm not. No. My grandmother used to make kale, uh, ham, barley, and kale soup, and I loved it, and that's the only thing I'd ever have. Grandma's been dead. I don't want another piece of kale. But Field of Greens, I'll have. BrickhouseGlen.com. Stir it in your drink once a day. You have all of the salad you ever need. BrickhouseGlen.com. Go there now. Just heard Steve Dace. He's on every day of the Blaze. BlazeTV.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck. Today is the day. Louder with Crowder returns as well. This podcast is sponsored by simplysafe.com slash Glenn. I love doing commercials for Simply Safe because I have this system. In fact, I have it in my office even where we have a lot of collectibles. So when we lock up the doors on the weekend, we know nobody's going to, you know, steal the ruby slippers or the cup of a carpenter. Simply Safe is the best home security. They believe nothing should come between you and protecting your home. Simply Safe has created a system where you own the the alarm system. So for $14.95 a month, they give you the 24/7 monitoring. It's all wireless so you don't have to worry about somebody cutting the lines or the power going out. All of it still works. Get a jump on protecting your home the Simply Safe way. simplysafe.com/glen. G L E N N. No time like the present. This is how you protect your home and your stuff. simplysafe.com/glen. Justin Wheeler is uh, joining us. Justin is uh, part of my research team. Uh, he watches the economy and kind of the overall global scope of technology and uh, and everything, everything that we're talking about, basically, um, and uh, tries to tie it all together. And I wanted to bring him in today and talk to a little bit about what's just happened in China that no one is talking about. I mean, we can talk about Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump locking horns. Fine. Don't do the State of the Union. I think America will cheer. That's not a punishment, Nancy. That's a present. Um, But you're going to hear a lot of coverage on that. That's not important. This is. Listen. So, yeah, over the last several days, just some really interesting uh, kind of red flag signals coming out of the Asian markets. Um, Two really important reports came out. Um, We've had significant drops in the Baltic Dry Index, which is one of the global indices that a lot of analysts look at and certainly one that we track here. Um, But it had its largest... What what is the Baltic Dry Index in case anybody doesn't know? So this is all of the shipping that comes out of the Baltic Sea 
in terms of industrial production, grain, um, and you look at that index for what is happening in that sector of the world, the Eurasian sector of the world, for everything that they're manufacturing and exporting to the world. Economies like Korea, uh, Singapore, uh, certainly some of the former Soviet states, mm-hmm. uh, produce significant amounts of steel, of other commodities, mm-hmm. uh, grain, and they export that to the world. And they're heavily reliant on those exports uh, for their income, uh, whereas we're a, we're a consuming income, they're a heavy mm-hmm. export incomes. So the Baltic Dry Index is something that uh, world economies really need to pay attention to. When there is a slowdown in that index, uh, and it's reported every month, uh, that is a very strong sign that there is a slowdown in manufacturing globally. People don't need the iron ore, and people don't need the other commodities mm-hmm. uh, that are coming out of those markets. And then very specific economies like Korea, South Korea and Singapore are two of the largest technology manufacturers in the world in terms of exporters. And both of those countries reported a slowdown um, pretty significantly. The Baltic Dry Index dropped by 17% Holy um, in one month, which was wow. its largest drop in one month since the financial crisis of 2008-2009. Um, wow. So fairly significant warning sign and something that you know certainly – um, if you are uh, invested in, in stocks uh, overseas and equity markets overseas, definitely something to be paying close attention to. Um, the thing that I found really disturbing is the amount of money that China has now just poured in uh, to their economy. Now, we do this um, with the Fed, and it's, it's not healthy. Uh, but we did this with the Fed with um, uh, I want to say TARP, but it's not TARP. It's um, uh, what is it? Uh, not stimulus. When we were pouring it in. Quantitative easing. Yes. Yes. Quantitative, quantitative easing. easing Thank you. Quantitative easing. We did this for several years and we were putting about 80 billion dollars a month and basically printing money and throwing it into the economy to stimulate things, um, you know, or or buying bad assets. Uh, and putting them under an umbrella of, of assets when they were bad, they were failed crap. And that way you could pump money into the system. Well, we thought it was dangerous to do $80 billion a month to the tune of about three to $4 trillion, right? In the end, quantitative easing. And that's where we've ended up. So the Fed has been yeah. slowly unwinding its balance sheet and yes. dumping now $50 billion a month into right. the markets. So right. it's selling off the debt it had acquired. Right. And it's selling those back into the markets. Okay. So we, we, did, we did anywhere between 4 and $7 trillion. And that was insane. In the last four days, China has pumped 50 trillion dollars into their market 50 five zero and it's effectively the same mechanism so what china is doing is they are um, the central bank the people's bank of china is printing money to buy assets now that's the way they refer to these things they are buying bonds corporate bonds mostly in government-backed companies so uh, you know very different from how we are in the united states but mostly it is a central bank buying uh, bonds to own part of companies that are already owned by the government anyway so you have Mm -hmm. a bank that's owned by the government printing money to buy bonds in banks that are owned by the government and china's claim over the last several days is that you know they've done uh, 1.1 trillion dollars of direct bank bond buying to pump liquidity into the market so that chinese citizens have money to pull out of banks to pay their taxes 
This is the shell game that literally is in their is in their report. So think fifty trillion dollars in four days, so people can pay their taxes. Uh, why not just say you don't have to pay your taxes this year? <laughs> it's the same money. It's the same money. So if anyone wants to look this up, this is a publicly available report. It is called the the People's Bank of China Financial Stability Report 2018, and it just came out uh, a few days ago. Now, so you um, know, we usually don't trust. You don't take these things at face value because they don't have to tell the truth. And so they usually make a lot of this stuff, you know, when it comes to how their economy is doing, et cetera, et cetera. We take it with a grain of salt. So if they say... But it's always in their favor, though, right? It's always in their favor. They want to make China look stronger. Correct. So when they're telling you bad news, uh, it's really bad. And so here's how they've done this. If you look at the first few pages of this report, you'll see tables where uh, the Chinese government is claiming that the balance sheet of the People's Bank of China is $6 trillion. That's what's on balance sheet, very much like our Fed does. Uh Our central bank says we have $4 trillion of assets. Again, we printed money to buy bonds of assets on our balance sheet. Now, so you remember, just to put this in context, in 2008, remember all those crappy loans, all those CDOs, mortgage-backed securities, all the crap that was not worth anything that everybody was defaulting on? Those were the assets that we bought the troubled asset relief program correct so they bought all of those troubled assets and said no 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 we're going to shine these up it's nearly not that bad and we're going to count them as gold over here (laughs) so we've got these assets that's what china's doing except to the tune of 50 trillion but wait there's more so the the interesting thing is to find this uh, this money, the $50 trillion uh, that they've just reported for the first time, it's the first time it's been in this report, um, you actually have to dig to page 64. So again, anyone can go download this. It's widely available. But on page 64 of the Financial Stability Report of the People's Bank of China for 2018, uh, you can find this data. In addition to the $50 trillion they've had added, they already had $42 trillion, and they record these as off balance sheet assets not on balance sheet so that everyone knows what they are they are off balance sheet assets totaling 92 trillion going back all the way to the financial crisis there's a second set of books now if china is admitting this imagine how bad it actually is what do you think is happening in china uh, and how much of this has to do with trade, and what does that mean to the average person here? So China is a very interesting market when you think about bankers who work for state-owned banks and when you think about um, companies, the presidents and, and accountants for these companies that are also state-owned. Mm-hmm. Um, they know they're running bad loans, but if you run a bad loan in China, you go to jail. Even if you do a bad loan here, you just get out of the market and you know no one trusts you with money anymore. Mm-hmm. But in China, you and your family end up in prison if your loan defaults. So what China does is it just continues to refinance old loans that were going bad and weren't performing and couldn't possibly raise new debt in the open market. And they just print new money to roll over these old loans. So it is not new financial assets that the central bank is buying. It's loans from, you know, eight years ago that were still bad and aren't performing. And they just refinance that loan for another five years and just keep rolling it and rolling it and rolling it. Um, the interesting thing of the $92 trillion of off-balance sheet assets, 
um, and this will be familiar to us because of the the 2008-2009 financial crisis, about $64 trillion of that $92 trillion is mortgage-backed securities. Oh, my gosh. That is what the Chinese central bank is continuing to refinance are all of these ghost cities that they are just rolling over those loans over and over and over again. So what we did to the tune of a few trillion dollars, they've done to the tune of $64 trillion. Uh, so what does that mean to the average person? What should that tell you? <clears throat> right now, there's about $22 trillion of foreign investment money in China. So this is money that came from businesses, private investors in the United States. It came from hedge funds. It comes from our central bank um, uh, and other uh, large banks in the U.S. investing in China. It comes from companies like Apple that have significant investments in those markets. And when China begins to unravel... Those assets will not be allowed offshore. The $20 trillion of investment that sits in China from the outside, half of it from the United States, um, China will just seize that. They'll just say, you can't take this money back. That money has to stay here. So there is a significant risk profile for a lot of companies, Apple probably being at the top of that list as far as I'm concerned, of companies that have invested massive amounts of their U.S.-based capital or Western-based capital and have invested it in China for manufacturing purposes. If China starts to go unstable, I mean, what is the what? Do, do you have any idea yet on what you think the straw that's going to break the camel's back? Is it going to be Brexit? Is it going to be uh, uprisings in Europe? Will it be Germany or Italy or China or Russia? Oil with Saudi Arabia? What? What is... Yeah, it, these are great points. Any number of these could be that spark that really starts the fire. Uh, certainly, Italy is, is in a, a serious banking crisis right now that, that it just seems like it's been ongoing, so no one's talking about right. it. But it has gotten so much worse just in the last 12 months compared to where it was. Saudi Arabia, another great example, um, taking on billions of dollars of debt uh, basically every month because they they need oil to be at 75 to 80 dollars a barrel to be profitable with it saudi arabia is in trouble saudi arabia saudi arabia goes unstable god help anyone in the middle east um they like them don't like them they are stability so this is them being stable i just want to make sure i understand <laughs> yeah, this is them this being is, stable okay. imagine what it's like when they're not stable <laughs> their princes are like capturing other family oh, members yeah, and holding no. them hostage at the four seasons but uh, this because, is the time because they need yeah. their money right yeah. they're yeah. taking their they're, money they're taking their money yeah um uh, so uh we are on the edge of something and uh we just had who was it uh that was on the show last week Stu? that said we are looking at a category six storm and i asked him where would you put the great depression and he said category five um so he's he was predicting something much more significant than the great depression i feel that is coming as well but i'm a catastrophist what do you with all of the research that you do and you're a pretty optimistic guy you're just a realist what do you think is coming? Sure. We certainly could see something on the scale of the Great Depression over the next several years. It is certainly possible. What has been amazing, even though we're seeing a significant economic slowdown globally right now, um, is how resilient the U.S. markets have continued to be. Been awesome. Um, you know, they've gained back 50% of what they lost from September, October, uh, mm -hmm. has now been recovered. We are yeah. at a, a key Fibonacci ratio as far as that recovery goes. Um, so as long as you have assets uh, uh, invested in the United States, especially safe assets here, um, you'll probably weather that storm as well as anywhere you could in the world. Justin, thank you.
very much. Um, uh, we're going to try to uh, work in the next year to to take this information and make it usable for you. Somebody who doesn't necessarily have a lot of money and you're not playing the stock market and you're not an international investor. But what you have to do to remain uh, stable uh, if you are over 55, I am not an investment advisor. Do not take my word for it. Do your own homework. Um, but I will tell you, um, I think we're coming up to something that is going to be a very long event horizon. And the turnaround, uh, if you're 50, 55, maybe beyond your retirement, uh, I've taken 75% of everything I have out of stock markets um, because I just I think something bad is coming. And the shoe will drop. I just don't know which shoe it will be. But there are shoes being pushed to the edge all over the world. Thanks, Justin. All right. Uh, let me tell you about American finance. Uh, this, is a, this is a great time to talk about American finance. American finance is a company that is a family-owned uh, and operated uh, business. And, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago, they were not... Um, they were not a national company. They were a regional company, and they wanted me to do commercials for them regionally. And I said no, because I don't do any mortgage uh, companies. Um, and they pushed and pushed and pushed and said, no, we're different. And I said, you know what? You call me after this crash that everybody is denying. And they're like, we're not denying. We think you're right. And I said, well, you call me and tell me how you've weathered, because I don't believe in these mortgage companies. This is the only mortgage company that I endorse, and it's American Financing. And I endorse them because... Uh, they were right. They don't get you into crazy loans. They they do not take money from the banks to sell you and upsell you something that isn't right for you. I want you to call American Financing and shore yourself up. Get out of debt. Uh, make sure that you're not in a uh, an adjustable mortgage. Get something that is right for you with AmericanFinancing.net. If you're thinking about buying a new home, now may be the time, and I think money is going to be tight. It'll be hard to get a loan for a home uh, someday soon. American Financing can help you right now. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them at 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, I'm wondering if Steven Crowder has butterflies in his stomach this morning because Steven Crowder has been off for a while. New season begins tonight on blazetv.com slash back. New season of Steven Crowder, uh, updated, different, and uh, and he's different uh, a little bit as well. Steven Crowder, you don't want to miss the premiere episode today. BlazeTV.com slash Beck and make sure you use the promo code Beck. You'll save 10% if you sign up for a year. Plus, new shows from uh, Matt Kibbe coming. Uh, Chad Prather is on the way as well. Announced yesterday. Uh, very cool. And tonight on TV, we have uh, an expose of the Women's March, how it was organized, what happened in the original meeting when they were together, uh, and talking uh, things about, about Jews a little bit too much for my liking. Uh, in a negative way. It's an unbelievable expose. It is. Unbelievable expose. You'll only get it on on blazetv.com slash back. Promo code back. blazetv.com slash back. More in a minute. I want to tell you our sponsor is Home Title Lock. Uh, Home Title Lock, it's easy to actually steal your house. Steal your house, not not break into your house and steal the stuff. Steal your house. 
It's the biggest investment you have. You have to have very strong movers, though. Yeah, you would. Very difficult. Uh, what it. they do is they actually they go in. Uh, it takes them about 40 bucks, uh, and they just search for your title. Um, and this happens a lot, to, especially to people who have lived in their house. for you're, You have to make sure your parents have this. Um, but uh, it is the fastest growing crime. They go in. It takes 40 bucks. They steal the title. They they register it under them. They go to a bank, take out a loan, 100 grand. You're, you've lost the house, and you're now having to pay a $100,000 loan back to a bank. I mean, it's crazy. Other than that, everything's fine, though. Yeah. Make sure there's only one people. There's only one group of people that are actually standing guard. It is HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Get a $100 search for free when you sign up. Make sure you have this on your home. HomeTitleLock.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know what's crazy is uh, back with when the Vanderbilts were, you know, around when uh, the Gettys, uh, the 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 real wealth of the world had wealth. They they did some pretty crazy things, but when you look at the Vanderbilts and their lifestyle back in the 1800s, all they were trying to do is live the life that you're living now. Yeah, they can travel, they can have ice when they want it. It just was really expensive to go get ice. You needed Vanderbilt money to get it. But they were basically living in really huge houses. The life we live now, in fact, we have a better life than they did um, back then. Today's wealth in Silicon Valley is just getting crazy. In San Francisco, it is so bad, there's literal piles of human poop on the sidewalks. People are starving. People are dying. And uh, just a couple of blocks away from that, two cats are living in their own personal apartment. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times in San Francisco. I'll give you the full story as we begin the show in one minute. This is, cool. this is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, you know, doing this job uh, gives me a headache every day. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you can, you can get past that. If you have real pain, uh, you know, uh, that it, there just comes a time when you're like, I just can't do it anymore. Um, is it right after the cat apartment story? Mm, is that typically the time it, where it, it feels it, like you, you are can't? going to feel some pain? You're going to feel <laughs> some really deep throbbing pain after I give this to you. Uh, but relief factor can help you with pain. Uh, relief factor can help you. You know, if you're tossing and turning all night and you can't you can't sleep because of pain, neck pain, back pain, you know, whatever your pain is. This can help you. It's 100 percent drug free, created by doctors has four key ingredients that help uh, help your body fight against inflammation and that is that's where the problems always begin is inflammation i want you to go to relieffactor.com relieffactor.com and uh, and try it for try it for three weeks try it for three weeks they got a quick start try it for three weeks if it doesn't work you're out 20 bucks but if it does work like 70 percent of the people who try it they go on to order more month after month if it does work you get your life back I use it. I take it every day, have for a year. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Now imagine, 
imagine you have a 72 inch 4k ultra hd television connected to a gadget that you've always wanted the bose soundbar you have a subwoofer and everything you know every time something big happens on the screen the walls shake but then the channel is changed on the couch a cat has swiped the remote for the apple tv and all of a sudden you're back to qvc that damn cat what to do well as reported in the mercury news you get your cat an apartment 43 year old troy good rented a fifteen hundred dollar a month apartment for two cats now these are two cats that his daughter adopted just recently and then went to school what to do what to do he didn't want them living with him so he decided he would he would just rent an apartment now this story might be cute if it wasn't so strange dystopian and irresponsible in san francisco a hundred and seventeen thousand dollars is considered low income so these are low income cats Uh, how much do they earn do we know (laughs) well fifteen hundred dollars a month okay um it it has been uh consistently ranked one of the um most expensive cities to live in in america this this is uh, uh newport rhode island of our day and if you ever thought that, you know, Gadsby or any of these guys that, you know, supposedly lived in Newport, you know, the, the, the Gadsby is the is the joke of or the, the literary device for the excess of that time period. They didn't have cats for their house, uh, houses for their cats, I don't think. I'm pretty sure. Not even apartments? I don't think they did. Mm. Um, ridiculous wealth is happening now in San Francisco. And, and that's fine. That's fine. I don't have a problem. You want to have a Lamborghini and, you know, you park it and you don't turn the wheels into the curb on the steepest street I've ever seen. That's fine. That's your Lamborghini. That's whatever. This is your cat. You want to rent an apartment for your cat. That's fine. But California and San Francisco in the throes of of full fledged crisis right now, piles of poop. All over the city. Uh, you mentioned this story, I think it was late last year, where a, a light pole fell in a car. Yes. Do you remember this? Uh-huh. They, okay, so I can't remember the street. It was like pine and something. But uh, there was, you know, those big, heavy metal light poles. Uh, it's on. It was on a corner. Car pulls up. Doesn't pull all the way to the, to the, the, the crosswalk. Thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, this light pole, all of a sudden, nobody hits it, nothing. It just and crashes on the hood of this car. If the car would have been four feet forward, it would have killed the passenger. Okay, It's a giant light pole. Why did the giant light pole fall? Well, um, the, after investigation, uh, they found out that too many humans were peeing on the pole, and it corroded the metal. And because of human urine, that light pole collapsed and almost killed somebody. 
Same way the Grand Canyon was formed, by the way. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. So you have mentally ill people. You have you have tents all over the city. You have poop all over the city. You have urine uh, soaked uh, 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 light poles falling. (laughs) I mean, this is a crazy thing. And then you have a guy who says, you know what? Um, I'm going to rent this for my cats. Now, again, you can rent it for your cats, but I'm guessing this guy is uh, living in San Francisco. I'm guessing. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm guessing he's one of these guys also that wants to save the world and social justice warrior and everything else. The reason why is because his 18-year-old got some kittens, named them after the characters on Bob's Burgers, <laughs> made an Instagram account for them, then went off to college, and she just didn't have any other choice. If my son or daughter ever came to me and said, Dad, I need you to rent an apartment for my cats <laughs> just for four years. <laughs> I, I, don't, I might disown them. I, I might the, say, you know what, I'm going to take you to court. I'm divorcing. <laughs> I think the average American would be more likely to have those cats served at Bob's Burgers uh, after that oh incident than renting an apartment for them for several years. That's crazy, isn't it? That's now, amazing. On the crazy front as well, I think, you know, last last week uh, we told you that, uh, you know, the the feminist movement is uh, is just going to uh, uh, just going to keep growing. It's getting stronger and stronger. And Gillette this week comes out and shows the toxic masculinity. Uh, and it's just it's it's just getting so great now for women. Um, and you can finally do what women have always wanted to do. Uh, January is now January month. And they are um, urging feminists are urging women not to shave. Oh. Uh, don't shave your armpits. It's January. You know, nothing is going to win people over to feminism more than unshaved uh, armpits of women. I think that's probably the, your quickest path to success. And I think they should try. I Maybe all the candidates for 2020. There's a lot of women. This is the year of the woman, as every year is. Uh, year of the woman. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is something they can embrace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this would help sell their candidacy, make a little bit of news. Why not? So they're also saying that you shouldn't pluck your eyebrows and you should just let your hair grow. Just let your hair grow. Just, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, we're not monkeys. We're not. And even monkeys has another monkey that's picking the crap out of their fur. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, even monkeys groom themselves. (laughs) That's true. It's just called grooming. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't like the social norms, that's fine. But don't try to make this into a movement because you, for some reason, are empowered because you have hairy armpits. You can do that all you want, and you can be the hairy armpit lady. Go for it. Celebrate your spirit the way you want to celebrate your spirit. I lived in a house next to a teepee growing up. I know these people, okay? I And I'm open-minded, and I didn't mind the people in the teepee. I didn't know why they didn't build a house, uh, and eventually they did build a house, but I think they used it mainly for storage, because they still lived in the teepee, but to each his own, whatever. But don't expect me to go, oh, you go, girl. Oh, there's nothing better than 
a big hairy armpit on a beautiful woman, a black cocktail dress, a string of pearls, and hairy armpits. Mm. You had me at hairy armpits. <laughs> That's class right there. Uh, it is. I will say, uh, it's so typical of you. Uh, 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 a shining example of toxic masculinity yeah. to advocate for something named after the male side of a marriage, the groom. You, uh, right here on the air, no, have I, shown once again no, your I, patriarchal uh, tendencies. No, that, that's not the same word. Grooming. It's, it, turn uh, us all into men. Because men oh are the only appro- the only approved oh, gender. My gosh, did you hear society? what he just said? Did America just hear what he said? He just said grooming. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, you pedophiliac, <laughs> to well, get to there? talk about grooming and to encourage grooming of young people into your I, sexual you wants the one, and desires. You were you encouraging were grooming. I was criticizing I, I you for no, encouraging I it. want nothing to do with you and your your lifestyle. Because th- I'm going to say it. I think grooming children for your sexual desire <laughs> is wrong, Stu. I'm going to I'm going to say it. I'm going to have the guts to say it. You don't want to play an intersectionality <laughs> battle with me. You want to play intersectionality? <laughs> we'll do it, brother. We should play intersectionality as a game on the air at some point. We should. Just who has been violated the most by the horrible society that's been built by the number one civilization of all time? That is a good game. That is. That is a good game. I think we need to play that. I know. Well, we have to come up with it first. Well, yes, but that's <laughs> how these things happen. We just say it on the air. And it's then eventually- like somebody, you know, somebody, Milton or Bradley said, Monopoly. We should sell a game Let, named Monopoly. Let's start playing it right now, but yeah. we don't have we don't have Milton. Anything. But what we, we need, Milton, is like a little metal car. <laughs> then oh, we, oh, I know. What does everyone think is really relevant? A thimble. <laughs> let's put a thimble in there. Yes. Everyone loves thimbles. We've got it. So we're this close to a brand new game called Intersectionality. A thimble away. Yes. Uh, all right. Oh, my gosh. What a sexist. <laughs> what? Oh, a thimble. Like like women uh, have to be home oh, oh, sewing. Is that what you think about oh women? Oh, my gosh. Is that what you think about women? <laughs> no, that's not what I think. By the way, I consider myself a woman, so don't mm. toy with me. I bet you're spelling it E-N instead of Y-N, aren't you? Here is, here's our sponsor <laughs> this half hour. It is uh, Car Shield. Car Shield is a great way. If you have a car that is, um, you know, 1,500 miles, 150,000 miles, uh, and you don't have a warranty, mm, you might want to get one. You might want to get one. Yeah. These are, you know, cars now are like, you, you can't, you can't fix them yourself. Uh, and they, uh, they're full of sensors. So y- you need one of those diagnostic things that they plug the car in and it tells them exactly what, what's gone wrong for $1,500 or $2,000. And you can get that little silicon chip and they'll, and it'll fix it. You, I, excuse me. I just, I, I, I went, I just, I wanted the carpets vacuumed. That's all I wanted. <laughs> uh, CarShield has you covered. CarShield.com, 800-CAR-6100. If something goes wrong with your car, make sure that you have CarShield, or you could be out thousands of dollars in repair, and they don't make you pay the, the repair person and then wait for a check. They pay the repair person. You're not waiting around. And if, you can go anywhere you want to. They don't tell you exactly yeah. the shop you have to go to. You go wherever you feel like it. It's fantastic. Call 800-CAR-6100. 800-CAR-6100. Use the promo code back. 
Tech. It's carshield.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, I think when um, when I get to be about 70 or maybe 80, I can't imagine retiring. But if I ever retire, uh, I think what I want to do is go to adult Disneyland. (laughs) Okay, adult Disneyland. You don't know what adult Disneyland is? I'm assuming it's different than regular Disneyland. I believe adult Disneyland. I mean, for those on a budget is Walmart. Adult Disneyland. Absolutely. You can go and you can sit for hours and just watch people. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's it's, all, it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of everything here in Texas, in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, police. Police were called to a local Walmart um, because they had a woman who would not leave the store, had spent several hours driving an elect- electric shopping cart around the store's parking lot. Uh, now, the problem is, uh, you know, you shouldn't do that. Uh, but also <laughs> she was she was uh, she was drinking and driving. Oh, uh, okay. and it's not that she was just drinking and driving. Uh, she was drinking uh, a lot of wine, uh, but she, <laughs> okay. was, she was drinking it out of a out of a pringles can (laughs) that's innovative if that's not disneyland for adults i don't know what is now you could be the person drinking it out of the pringles can or you could be the person just watching it (laughs) just going this is great entertainment so it's like a little sour cream and onion chablis yeah i don't know if she i don't know if she was trying to hide the booze (laughs) you know what i mean or if she thought you know what you haven't lived until you've had the sour cream and, and onion, uh, you know, uh, 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 Cabernet. It's delicious. I like that. What about a Merlot with Cheesem? Cheesem with Merlot might be interesting. It's wine and cheese. Yeah, it's wine and cheese. Right? Just that a works. combination. This woman is a genius. Yes. We're chasing her out. <laughs> She's just come up with a faster way to have a wine and cheese party. I think this is brilliant. And she actually got booted for this? I would I expect more from Walmart. Yeah, well, she was uh, riding around the electric cart for uh, three hours. Did she crash into stuff? Uh, pardon me? Did she crash into stuff? Uh, no, no. She was uh, not arrested. She was not arrested. She was just asked not to come back to the store. Ever? Yeah. For one time drinking wine one, out of a Pringles what, can? For one little three-hour period drinking wine out of a Pringles can <laughs> and driving one of their shopping carts around that's a, that's a, for three hours. That's offensive to me. Yeah. Now, she, the police, by the time the police came, she had, uh, she had, uh, she had left. She mm-hmm. left the shopping cart there. She took the Pringles. Uh, Good for her. And, uh, and uh, about, an hour, about an hour later, they found her at a, a nearby uh, restaurant. Uh, where she uh, uh, she had ordered some food, but nothing to drink. She had it in her Pringles can, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't arrest her. They just said, uh, "We're just here to tell you, uh, Walmart doesn't like your kind around these parts." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walmart. That seems like the exact kind they want. No, I don't know if Walmart. <laughs> I think, no, 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 no. I don't. I think they, those people. If they don't just want that part. Got, I'm not stopping. No, I'm not going anymore. No, listen. Well, that's why I go. You're exactly right. They said I thought they the wanted reason, me there. The reason, I mean. I don't think Walmart wants those kind of people. I think those people just come. It's not like Walmart's like, how can we get, how can we get really fat, out of shape people 
that just want to wear spandex thongs <laughs> to shop here. But that's what's great about Walmart, because I love Walmart. I go there I all the too. time. I do, too. Uh, and um, I, I'm not necessarily the guy who's going to be drinking wine. I don't like wine, first of all, but wine out of a, a mm. Pringles can. But would I eat raw cookie dough in the aisle? Yeah, 100%. That's why I go. That's, that's like the main reason I show up. You know, up. I always feel guilty, and I don't want to feel this way anymore. If I go shopping with my wife, I do grab something out of an aisle and I eat it, but like nothing that you would have to weigh, you know, like I'll go to a place, you know, and I've not done this, but I could do this. Mm -hmm. I could see me doing this when, you know, when I get to the point to where I really don't care, I'm almost there. But when I really don't care and when I say I really don't care, I don't care what even my wife thinks. Sure. That's when I'm going. She'll say, "Go shopping. Get out of here, I'm okay, and I'll just go to you know get some you know. Hey, we need some uh, some plastic silverware. Get the plastic silverware. Get some spoons. Go to the ice cream aisle. Open up a big tub of ice cream and walk around with my wife eating the ice cream with the plastic spoon I bought. And I'll pay for both of them. Right. And I don't want your dirty looks. No, of course not. That's that's the Walmart guarantee, as far as I know. That's what the smiley face says to me. Really? Right? Yeah, like when yeah. you go in there, that's Eat. what it's saying. Eat. Eat, Eat. what you want. Eat well, what you want. You pay for it. Yeah. But uh, absolutely. How you want, when you want, what you want. I believe in capitalism. I do too. Uh, when you go, the more important time, I believe, is when you're shopping by yourself. Because there's a certain level of disgusting snack that you really want to eat, but you don't want to eat in front of your wife. That's when you eat well, that you in the no, aisles, no, 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 no. And, and then you eat it before you get home. You're such a rookie. You don't want to eat it in front of your wife, or you don't want any evidence to, for anyone to know that you've eaten it. Well, I, I mean, if you're eating it publicly at Walmart, there's, you are going well, to be... Well, those are people that you don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. As I long mean, as no one knows. hang around people who <laughs> shop at Walmart. You just <laughs> shop at Walmart yourself. Oh, is that it? You're not one of them. That's how they got to be the world's greatest, biggest retailer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not like that person over there drinking wine out of the Pringles cup. I just come here and I'm a classy Walmart shopper. <laughs> that's the way you do it. I, I'm just, look, if I spill some of this ice cream on my shirt, I'm going over and I'm going to get a shirt off the rack and I'll change into it. And I'll put my ice cream stained shirt that I wore in here into the into the carriage. And I will pay for the shirt that I'm wearing and the ice cream that I'm eating and the spoon that I took out of the box. I'll pay for all of them because <laughs> I'm a classy Walmart shopper. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Simply safe. The way to protect your home. Uh, my uh, sister-in-law have recently had a baby. They they rent a house and uh, they are they have Simply Safe because they've moved a couple of times. They now have two two babies, um, and uh, they've moved a couple of times. And when you have a you got to have security. First of all, it's 2019. Mm-hmm. You have to have a security system in your home. Uh, but they don't want to rewire. What are you going to? You can't wire up a rental house. You can't do that. You got to be able to take it with you. And Simply Safe is the only system that you can take with you that's going to give you this sort of performance, this sort of technology. And then not to mention, when you have two young babies, probably you're going to like the fourteen ninety nine a month monitoring fee yeah. a lot better than the competitors. Yeah. Or you're going to find yourself, you know, walking around Walmart drinking out of a Pringles cup because <laughs> um, you got two babies. It is simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Go there. Protect your family. Save a buttload of money. SimplySafeBeck.com. Today's the big day. Steven Crowder, Louder with Crowder, returns on BlazeTV.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck. Save 10 bucks. 
Uh, welcome back to the program, the Glenn Beck program. We've got a couple of things. I want to, you to know that Mercury One is uh, working with our Pentagon right now, even as we speak. The the um, the U.S. soldiers that were killed uh, as a part of um, uh, you know what we're doing over in the Middle East, ISIS has claimed responsibility for this. Um, we are um, going to make sure that their families are taken care of. We would love for your help. If you would like to help us on that, just go to mercuryone.org. Um, and let's make sure that their families are taken care of, uh, that the, uh, the children have, you know, school and everything that they could possibly need as they've lived, as they've lost their loved one or their father, uh, their spouse. You can go to mercuryone.org. All right. Well, we could talk about the guy who has been abducted by aliens, which is pretty interesting. Or don't forget about the wine and Pringles update. Oh, we have an update on that. Yes. The yeah. uh, bar in Houston has decided to start serving wine in Pringles cans in honor of the incident <laughs> we just talked about. It was awesome. It's called the branch. I think the ranch, the branch, something like that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the branch. I think that's a friend of ours restaurant. I think I, I thought, that uh, I don't know. The branch is the name of it. A Houston bar. Uh, maybe uh, not. Maybe uh, not. So served box Chablis and Merlot and many cans of Pringles starting Wednesday it. night. It's classy. There you it's go. Classy. That's class. Um, or we could talk to Stephen Baldwin. Ah. Uh, Stephen Baldwin is here uh, in studio, uh, an actor in a new movie called The Least of These. Uh, let me start with this. Have you ever gone to Walmart and been in one of their little riding, you know, shopping carts? Mm-hmm. While drinking any kind of wine out of a Pringles can. And do you look down on those people that do that? At this time, Glenn, (laughs) my only response can possibly be, sir, I am not aware of any such activity, (laughs) nor if I were, (laughs) I most definitely could not disclose such activity (laughs) uh, in any kind of a public broadcasting. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I've seen you, but I haven't seen you face to face. You too. And yeah. uh, gosh, there's a whole bunch I want to say to you. First, I want to start with quit monkeying around. January? Really, guys? Yeah. No, really? it's not our idea. Really? We're against it. Uh-huh. We're saying stop. Mm-hmm. We're also, I, I will say. But quit monkeying around, Glenn. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm just picking it out and picking <laughs> stuff out of other people's fur. Listen, there is, you know. There's important stuff to so talk to about. Yes, there's important <laughs> stuff to talk about. This world has gone insane. Buddy. Insane. When Stephen Baldwin sits at the mic with you this many years later on <laughs> yeah. the blaze, and God bless you for your success. Thank you. Uh, by the way, the, the interview is over in 10 seconds. Do I get one share of stock after the new merger? Just one. Just one uh, Larry, no. No. write it down. No. God bless him. See, no. he knows how to do it. <laughs> what's the most powerful don't word? Get, I, I just don't give one share away for, No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Baldwin. Time, maybe. Uh, Leave if you want, Buster Brown. It's my show. <laughs> so uh, tell me about the movie you're in. The Least of These, uh, and the website, forgive me, is leastofthese.movie, not .com. Leastofthese.movie uh, is the, the biographical story of an Australian missionary named Graham Staines, who in 1999 was... Uh, murdered along with his two very young boys. Uh, He had been there for 15 years as a doctor with a medical clinic uh, treating uh, the ailing leprosy epidemic, which in the Hindi faith is a curse. 
He was a born-again Christian, but very conservative, and in the platform of that medical facility, he would evangelize, which is legal when asked about mm-hmm. your faith. Mm-hmm. So uh, then the writer of this particular screenplay was very smart to take all of that based on the true life story and then create a really interesting fictional story about uh, 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 an, an Indian journalist work hired by a newspaper to try to expose the truth and this and that. And it's this guy's journey of learning who this man was and is and this. So now it's kind of like this more of a theatrical adaptation mm-hmm. of the, uh, but it mm-hmm. communicates who the guy was and the tragedy and the loss. And then his uh, widow wife, Gladys, who's alive today, uh, the first response she had to the media after the events was, we just want all of India to know we forgive the people who have done this. I love those people. I so, love people well, that, that, forgive after the the unforgivable they just forgive the unforgivable and that happens sometimes but in this instance it really sent a shock wave in 99 across india and the perpetrators were caught and tried and the one lead guy was hung hmm. uh, went to prison and then was hung um as i understand it why did um, they kill him i'm sorry why did they kill him just because of he was he was talking about his faith or yeah i think that he just was so within their culture as as conservative as he was i just think he was just so peaceful he was a threat Hmm. you know what i mean it's just and that's wild in yeah india gone the home of gandhi right but when you get you know there's a couple bad apples usually in every bunch and if you're a hindi radical yeah yeah saying hey wait no there's there he's really using that as a cover and these people are causing problems in our in our faith in our yeah, region yeah, yeah. and you know, this is yeah so <clears throat> that's the story but as you know you you hear those i love people who do that thing mm-hmm but really, this guy's story, he's one of the anomalies in that thing mm-hmm. that really now, on the 25th anniversary, Larry, or 20, 20th anniversary of, of that incident, uh, God bless me in my Boy, I prowess. can't believe it. I mean, it's 20 years since 1999. Yeah. 20 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It's amazing. We're, 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 we're apparently we're still looking good glenn yeah no no i'm not you are i'm not but that's a different that's a that's, different story that's the overall crux yeah and now we've done this film adaptation and and it's i'm not even joking around here it's kind of already with churches and you know communities and socially going a little bit viral he's he's kind of one of the within the world of global missionaries he's kind of an icon you know he's just one of these guys that really walked the walk talked the talk but then lost his life Tragically, um, this is um, going to be a Fathom event uh, premiering yeah, last day of January. And then the next day it goes 700 screens. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So movies have changed, haven't they? I mean, mind bogglingly. So, yeah, I mean, it's the 9000 new titles come out a month. 9000 9, a month. Thousand. Correct. 9000 feature films are globally distributed on some form of distribution worldwide per month that's crazy oh you see did you see netflix is what did i tell you three spending three billion dollars in programming yeah. and i think there are i think there are a billion dollars 
hemorrhaging a billion dollars a a year now i mean it's just i don't know how these things are gonna last i don't know either but we are in a we're in a time when if you want to make a movie that's why you gotta make make movies that communicate the gospel my friend when did you become tell me real quickly your story of when you became that that was the most important thing in your life uh well uh, to encapsulate that I've, I've been a pretty kooky kid most of my life uh-huh. skydiver i'm 52 now i'm still riding a skateboard <laughs> and uh I, I just have been more of that you know when when you hear the boom some ru- look to it and run towards it or yeah. some people run well, i'm gonna run towards the problem uh-huh. kind of guy uh <laughs> But not the same kind of guy I used to be. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. It used to be. You were a hard <laughs> living guy. some fights I don't pick anymore, Glenn. Yeah. Um, so I, I just say that because uh, I did everything you were supposed to do according to becoming a born again, scripturally what that mm-hmm, means. Mm-hmm. Nicodemus, the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to God and I just said, look, my wife just got saved and uh, uh, this is cute, but I'm Stephen Baldwin. Um, so god said oh i forgot so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the punchline on this yeah. in a minute and i said lord you know you created me i, I got some talents and this that's all you know i'm, I'm a good kisser my wife loves me ha 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 and i said but my, my the, the greatest peace i have found is plunging towards the planet at 120 feet per second that's mm-hmm. my what's up Right. That's cool to me. And I've done that 300 times. So I said to the Lord, if it ain't better than that, mm. and I've had some a good run mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. dumb kid from Massapequa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made this covenant. I, I Supernaturally, I said to the Almighty, Here, here's the deal. If you reveal yourself to me in a way that I know it's you and it's better than that, You'll have a pit bull on the front lines. Trust me. And uh, he kept his end of the deal. Uh, and I, I, there really was never a moment that clicked. There was just some prophetic experiences I've had that just it only could have been him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and not everybody's down for that. But, you know, some people just want it once a week on Sunday and this. But I'm not built like that yeah i'm kind of an all or nothing you kind know, of guy I, too. I had to go all the way or, mm-hmm. or nothing at all and and there's waves of of experience i could tell you about that even mm-hmm. this film was difficult you know because i had to learn to talk like an australian mm-hmm. <laughs> right and mm-hmm. good to see you glenn mm-hmm. right right uh, you might <laughs> right. you know you have to uh-huh. i had to go through my process as an actor and create the character and find it and, and there was and we were on location in india so there was it was difficult but God told me to do the movie. Huh. So regardless of all that, regardless of haha, and you, you'll appreciate this when I say things like you, you've struggled to do your thing as you felt your heart lead you. Correct. And why do you think I asked for the one share of stock? I told Larry coming in, I, go, <laughs> I said, God bless these guys. Cause I, I love that merger. And mm-hmm. what, I think that's going to get blessed. I do too. I think that's super cool. I do too. I do too. It's good to have you here. Thanks, man. Okay, so the movie is happening on January 31st. No, La- 
February 1st. Oh, February 1st. It's the theatrical release right. in 700 screens the night before. You can get a sneak peek on Fathom. Yeah, Fathom event. So you can find out uh, if it's uh, playing on a Fathom event uh, near you. You can also find out uh, more about the movie, the least of these dot movie, the least of these dot movie. And you can follow Stephen Baldwin at Stephen Baldwin 7. Thank you, Stephen. Good Bless to have you. Guys. you. Good Thanks. to talk to you. Back in just a second. First, let me tell you our sponsor this half hour is ZipRecruiter. As a business owner, you have to find the right people to come in and help transform the world, right? That's what you're doing. You're trying to change the world. You're trying to make sure that everybody stays employed and uh, you're producing a great product and you have one bad cog and the whole thing can fall apart. And if you are a business owner, you know, you're also, you know, probably the HR person as well. Every minute you spend looking for somebody is a minute you're not spending on making the best product. And every minute that you spend on making the best product is a minute you're not spending looking for the right person so you can do other things besides just spending a minute looking for them. Just be in two places at once. That's all. That's it. ZipRecruiter can help you do that. ZipRecruiter is smart technology, powerful matching technology. The algorithms that they run on it are impressive. Best in the business. This is the biggest job site in the world. Fortune 500 companies are using ZipRecruiter.com. You'll find a, a candidate that you can hire within the first hour of posting. And it's not because all these eyeballs see it. It's because of their matching technology. You lay in the parameters of exactly what you're looking for. It goes out and it finds those people and invites them to apply for your job. Try it now for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Uh, we're just uh, talking about the, uh, the, quote, growing pain of the government shutdown. And if that growing pain includes uh, Nancy Pelosi's punishment of, oh, no. uh, of a suggested no uh, State of the Union, I mark that up as a giant win. Please, no, stop. Stop. Yeah, please don't do the state no. of the please don't make us not see the state of the union <laughs> again like this is nothing to do i mean we've said this for a million we've been mocking this since the show began every year they trot out the president and he has to say first of all he does the very long shaking hands with every single yeah. person thing mr speaker and then oh, all the pomp out. and circumstance which is not that's not an american tradition Correct. it's so weird Correct. and then uh, it goes to his walkout or, uh, for, you know, and this is every president I've ever seen walking out and shaking hands with everybody. And the people that will call him a racist or a homophobe tomorrow are the f- will struggle first to get their ones. pictures with him on the way out. Yes. I hate the whole thing. I've always hated hate it. it. And you remember, it. it used to be a letter. The Constitution does not say he has to make this speech. The Constitution says from time to time. I'm very concerned about this. Oh, me too. I hope Nancy Pelosi doesn't go through with it. Oh, I know. I would hate I, to lose this. It's an American uh, tradition. tradition. It's the. It's basically. I mean, it's in the <sighs> Constitution, Glenn. Did the, you know that? What will the average person do without a State of the Union address? Oh, I don't know. I, don't I gave know. earlier today. I gave the president. Uh, embrace this, please. Here's do, the advice: do embrace it. this. If she doesn't want to do it, fine. Uh, don't do it. Or do it and just do it with the GOP. So that whole half of the Congress is empty and you just kind of stroll up and make it very different and say, yeah, well, 
we're still here doing our job. Mm-hmm. And none of these guys are getting paid. I like that. I, uh, but we're still doing our job. And others are playing games, and that's fine. But uh, here are the things that you need to know. And keep it really short. And to stop all the cheering and all that stuff. Right. I like that. I also like uh, the idea of just tweeting the whole speech line by line, and that's it. I also would like, potentially, like, Trump picks his favorite 200 Twitter followers and has them to the White House for McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and Domino's again. You know, he's like listening that. to the people. He's listening to the people. This government shutdown uh, is, I think, for most people, doesn't matter. Now, there are there is some yeah, pain, there is. but mean, for most people, it really doesn't matter. And the fact that it is pain it shows how flawed we are, how big our government is. It should yeah. something like this shouldn't be causing pain. Nope. And you know, it should be able nope. to be with, withstood easily. Yep. It shouldn't be this big of a part of our lives. Right. And the State of the Union. I got news for Nancy Pelosi. That's the worst punishment you could give us. Oh yes. Signed, America. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 